Welcome, welcome, welcome. Let's get into it. Let's go, LinkedIn master. Steve Spiro, you're a mentor, you're a consultant, you're a business owner, but most importantly, you're a host of your own show and you're also a master connector. Steve Spiro is one of my idols and I love listening to everything that he does. He's such a dynamic individual. Some of the topics I really enjoy speaking on is how to really connect. You know, whether it be in person or through social media. I love to lead with my weaknesses. I lead with, you know, my vulnerabilities. It's fine because I'm okay with who I am. Number two is how to go from being inward focused, self-focused into others focused. Being willing to give and, and go out there and, and, and look to serve. That will attract the right things. Another one is on leveraging LinkedIn to really grow your business. You can reach a lot more people. You can broadcast a message to people that actually consented to want to know you. And then lastly, overcoming big obstacles. I love sharing. I was a shy jabroni kid, picked on, bullied, learning disabled, dyslexic, really in a dark place. I was really in a box in a shell and I've been able to break out of that box. And, and so I love being able to inspire people and really help them. So the Master Connector was born. The world is my networking event. Right? I meet people all the time. My goal is to meet three strangers every single day. Steve is open to meeting you. You should set up a face-to-face -face with Steve. One little conversation can really change your life. All right, I'm so excited for this show. I want to say thank you to our sponsors. Jordan's on the show today. First time we've ever had a sponsor, and we really feel passionately about not having... Uh, somebody associated with the show that we don't believe in and we believe in Jordan 100%. You're going to get to experience him today. Part of Steve's Nye's pleasure is bringing Mr. Jordan Mendoza to you. So we're going to get into it. If you have not got into the comments and let us know where you are viewing from, do that now. We always, always enjoy loving to hear where you're viewing in from. I know Susan Castelli's tuning in from Ontario. Thank you for being a member of the community. Susan, I want you to get into the comment section right now and put in community because you are a community member. If you've been here before, put in community. If this is the first time for you, put in the number one first time and let us know where you are tuning in from. I'm going to pass the baton over to Steve. He's going to let us know what we're talking about today. But we are passionate about connection and particularly about LinkedIn. So if you are looking to grow on LinkedIn, this is the show for you today. I am excited. We got Matthew Nickerson tuning in from San Antonio, Texas. We got Savannah tuning in from Wisconsin. Keep getting those comments in. Really excited for you guys to be here. Susan's got the right idea. Community. Steve, take it away. Awesome. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm super excited to have uh, uh, to talk on this topic today and have Jordan here and and again, Cameron, I can't thank you enough for all the great things you do behind the scenes here. Appreciate you. You make us look great here. But, um, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, a little of a short version of my story and, and how it relates to LinkedIn. You know, I was, as, you, as some of you guys who know my story, um, 
you know, wound up going into advertising, pivoted over to technology and now consulting and, of course, doing speaking and other things. And, you know, when I was when I pivoted over to technology, I was in the business development role. And I, I started to think, you know, I want to use LinkedIn to kind of maybe prospect or talk to people and get in front of the right people. And I started to look at, you know, I don't want to just call myself an account executive or business development role. I wanted to come up with something that was intriguing because the last thing anyone wants to do is be sold, right? We, we talk about it on the show all the time, ditch the pitch. We don't, you know, you don't want to be pitched, right? Now there's obviously value in, in promoting your business, but maybe in not a pitchy kind of way. So I started to play around with LinkedIn. I started playing around with messages. I started talking to different people and getting some different tips and tricks. And while doing that, grew my network fairly substantially, you know, to the you know 10,000 range and then and, and kept going. But I always felt like, you know, there was a cap to what I could do. And, and uh, recently through networking, uh, surprise, surprise, through LinkedIn, I was fortunate to be able to uh, stumble on Jordan. And, you know, what I was looking for when I met him, and I, I felt like I had a pretty good brand identity. I had a pretty good kind of look and feel for what I was doing. And, and I was having some kind of success. But honestly, I was looking for exponential success. And honestly, it's this short time working with Jordan, uh, you know, Cameron and I, we, we have been schooled big time. We've been taken to school for sure. And you, you're going to want to hear what he has to say. He's going to start with, you know, his story, but uh, we'll go into that. I know Cameron's going to properly introduce him uh, in, in the way he only only he could do it. And then uh, we'll start getting into some Q&A with Jordan and it's going to be a blast. So t- stay tuned as much as you can. The 30 minutes, we go all the way to 130. Hopefully you'll stick with us and it's going to be amazing. Turn it back yeah, to you, absolutely. sir. Absolutely. This is, this is uh, a really exciting show. So Jordan, uh, before I get into the formal bio, this is a guy that took Steve, who's, who's, a, who's, a, who's a powerhouse on LinkedIn and I, and really upped our game. And, you know, there's a lot of people that talk stuff. And if you're in the coaching community, it seems like there's a coach everywhere. But those that have had a coach know the value of a coach. And as you walk down Main Street, you're not going to see a lot of coaching businesses. So it's really a secret, right, to the majority of people, if you're in the LinkedIn coaching community, you know, you're getting pitched all the time. It can feel like there's a lot of coaches out there, but it's not a common thing. It's not something that everybody takes advantage of. And not everybody builds a mastermind group of people uh, to support you and grow you. And Jordan, let me tell you, it's just been amazing uh, getting calls to actions in place. Oh, that content is great, but here's how you can 10 exit over here by this. So uh, I just want to put that, that, that big shout out. It's a really big deal to be able to take something that you're already doing kind of well and really lift it up. So Jordan Mendoza is the founder and CEO of Blaze Your Own Trail Consulting, LLC, where he helps entrepreneurs grow their business through strategic marketing, sales, and leadership consulting. In April of 2019, Jordan started creating content on LinkedIn and quickly realized the power of the organic reach. By December, he had amassed 20,000 followers using the strategy he now teaches his clients in his 12-week program. Since 2019, Jordan's content has reached over 43 million content views and his audience has expanded to i think it's like sixty-seven thousand when i checked this morning uh incredible growth now full-time trailblazer jordan's goal is to help 1,000 entrepreneurs grow their brands to increase their impact and income each year please welcome to the show the jumping jordan mendoza thank you sir hey what is going on cameron and steve well first off 
uh, let me say thanks to you guys and thanks to your amazing community of people for allowing me to have an opportunity to speak to you. It's always an honor when I get to share my story and my journey with other people. I, I, I firmly believe that that's why we have our experiences, that it really isn't for us, but it's for us to take in and, and actually share with other people to help them. Yeah, uh, Gavin, you were on mute, so uh, so I, that's I'll. Uh, that's okay. So so that's great. We're 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 really blessed to have you on here. And you know, when you and I connected, Jordan, we really connected, right? One of the things that I love to do when we're doing these connecting calls that I like to do on is really to tell each other stories. And your story, what blew my mind, and you know, I only I think I only heard some of it because you've done some posts recently. I know one that went completely viral. We'll get into some of that maybe later. You got a crazy story. Uh, and so, you know, first, before we get into some of the tips and tricks and some of the things, we want to really know, you know, what's your story? You know, how did you become a trailblazer? And you can just tell us a little bit of that journey and 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 what makes you uh, who you are today. Yeah, 100%. Well, listen, um, you know, my story and journey started in the Pacific Northwest. I was born and raised in Portland, Oregon, and I grew up with a mom that had one lung. And, uh, you know, being born with one lung back in the 50s, uh, the doctors actually told my mom, they said, listen, you know, she's probably not going to live to 18. Uh, she definitely won't be able to have any kids. And, uh, you know, here you go. And, and that's really the hand that she was dealt. But I learned so much from my mom's fighting spirit, so much from her optimism, so much from her kindness, because if you looked at our situation and growing up in North Portland on food stamps, you know, government cheese, uh, really in a very impoverished area, uh, we still had a lot of love. She still was was kind. She taught me how to. You taught me a lot about empathy. Uh, of course, her going through that those health concerns, uh, it, it was definitely tough as a kid to to deal with that. But I had a lot of optimism because of my mom. She stayed positive and was not a victim of her circumstances. And man, she really beat those odds because she ended up living to 54 years old. She ended up having five boys. Uh, so she took that, you know, hand of cards that she was dealt and she said, skip this. I'm going to blaze my own trail. So I really feel like she was an original trailblazer in her own right. And a little bit more about my story. I actually didn't meet my dad till I was 12. Uh, and this is something that, you know, uh, for those of you that maybe met your parents later in life or one of them later in life, it's not an easy situation to deal with. Uh, and so at 12 years old, I flew from Portland to Washington, D.C., where my dad was living and got introduced to a whole new culture. My father is from the Philippines. He, uh, you know, grew up there on the in the rice paddies and uh, really worked hard starting at seven years old and and then eventually uh, became a seaman, traveled the world painting ships uh, and then jumped ship in the 80s for the American dream. And uh, in about a year from now, he's going to retire from owning a landscaping business for over 40 years. So when I met my dad, although uh, it was a little tough. There's definitely some resentment there with that relationship. I learned very quickly that he was a hard worker. I learned very quickly that he was very meticulous about what he did. Uh, and he always you know, preached at me the importance of uh, education, making sure that I could soak up knowledge from anywhere and everywhere. So I really feel like you know I learned so much from my mom 
you know, with kindness, with empathy, with overcoming adversity. And with my dad, I learned a lot about hard work, you know, how to do things the right way the first time. And those two people, man, have been such an inspiration for me and have really helped me on this journey. You're on mute, Steve. Yeah, I, I passed the uh, bug on to you. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can relate so much to to what you're saying, and that's why we connected so well on the, um, on the, you know, when we had the connecting call. But, you know, what I loved about what you said is you had, you know, you got dealt, you know, you know, what's the expression? If you get lemon, you know, you get lemons, turn it to lemonade, right? So you, you were able to turn a, a situation that wasn't great into an amazing situation, right? And and that's the other thing I noticed when when I was every time we're together, you always have a positive, you know, mentality. You've got a great upbeat attitude, you know. And you know, a lot of people you could choose and love what you said. You could choose to be a victim or a victor, right? And you you chose to to go the other route, the victor route. And I, I love you know when I hear stories of people that come over from another country that the, the obstacles and challenges and and you saw the you know that you know, where you're. Your dad, even though there wasn't a great relationship uh, initially, you saw his work ethic and so forth, and you you saw his overcoming aspect, and and so it's so great to to see what you've been able to accomplish today from coming from such a humble beginnings, right? And my story is different, you know, shy and introverted and picked on, and we didn't have a you know great living situation. Parents got split up early on, and single mom raising me, and there was all sorts of similarities in that respect. You know, money was tight. You know, we didn't have government cheese, but there was really no food in our house. I was I was pretty thin for a while. It wasn't because I was just my metabolism. We didn't eat a lot. You know, it's you know, I'm, and you know, so it's it's pretty wild. And and you know, but I'm very grateful, just like you are, because that shapes who and who who and what we are today. So yeah. I love that part of your story. Um, it, it, I, now, how did you get to to where you are today what was the what was the kind of evolution i'm sure there's more to this story if you don't mind oh man yeah listen i would love to share really really four pivotal moments with everyone and uh you know the first one uh happened in fourth grade uh everybody type in fourth grade in the chat if you remember being a fourth grader what an what an awkward time in school right uh but so we were at a fourth grade picnic in pier park in portland oregon uh, there was all kinds of sports happening, baseball, tetherball back when that was legal. Apparently it's, it's illegal these days. Uh, so we were playing sports, having a nice picnic and I was up to bat and man, I, I grabbed this bat. I swung it, uh, and I spun around like you see in the movies, the bat flew under a big Douglas fir tree. And when I went to retrieve that bat, I stood up and there was a beehive on top of my head. And I just kept getting stung and stung. I was running. It was like a scene from a movie. Kids were running away. I was doing somersaults. I finally made it to the good teachers that weren't running. And some of them actually grabbed these coolers and dumped them on my head. And I ended up getting stung 53 times. Uh, very painful. Not not very fun. But probably after the 10th or 12th one, it, it, it kind of was numb after that. Uh, but but kind of a funny caveat after this, I, I thought I was invincible. I thought I was the bee man. So I would literally go see a bee on a dandelion, grab it, shake it up and have it like walk around on my hand until a couple weeks later, I got stung by a yellow jacket. And I was like, OK, I'm not <laughs> I'm not immune to bees. I'm not immune to bees. That's funny. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Tremendous, tremendous man, response huh? from the audience too. everybody typing in here. We got I just let me shout out some folks. Uh, we'll keep the story going here, but Susan, fourth grade, Michelle, Savannah, Thomas, 
Thanks everybody for participating. Yolanda Ashfields. Margo says fourth grade. My pick is next to awkward. There we go. Fourth grade. Rona, Yolanda. Uh, reactions to the story. 53 bee stings. Oh no. And then the bee man, right? Love, love everybody's interactions. Yeah. So that, so guys, that was pivotal moment number one, right? You ready for, who's ready for number two? Someone type number two in the chat. I'd be happy to share this second pivotal moment. And this one, uh, it's a little harder to hear uh, because we're seeing these same things happen, you know, 25 plus years later. So go ahead and type number two in the chat if you're ready for story number two. I need to see at least one, two folks. So put it. There we go. Susan, I see you, Peter. Appreciate you guys. So story number two, we're going, uh, we're fast forwarding. I was 12 years old. And by this point, we had moved about you know 12 times like it seemed like we were moving all the time i'm sure it was because we were getting evicted or kicked out i really didn't have a lot of context back then but i remember that we actually moved two towns away from my middle school and although we moved that 12 times between birth and 12 we had always stayed in that same school district so i could go to the same school with my friends and so we moved a couple towns away i remember begging my mom i said mom please let me go to that school. And so she went with me on the bus route. I had to take two public buses to school. One of them stopped in front of a 7-Eleven convenience store and I would hang out there. I got to meet the lady Rosa that worked there. My mom knew her. I would play Mortal Kombat 2 and wait until my next bus came. And so uh, one day I was at, at the uh, 7-Eleven. I was doing my thing. I was playing Mortal Kombat 2. I remember specifically I was Baraka and um, I hear this uh, the bells of the 7-Eleven actually rang. And usually that meant that someone was entering the store. Uh, and about a minute after I heard those bells, a male voice said, hey, Daniel. And I'm Jordan. I'm not Daniel. So, of course, I did not reply to this voice. And within about a minute or so, my body was lifted. I was shoved into a Terminator 2 pinball machine that had the gun that was the trigger to pull the pinballs back. I was punched several times, thrown on the ground, and handcuffed and taken to a police car. Now, mind you, I have no clue what's going on. The lady's freaking out. They're telling her she's going to get arrested. And, you know, I begged that officer. I was not a great student, guys. I don't even want to front like I was. But I knew the night before I did my homework. And so I told that officer, I said, listen, if you look in my jacket, I remember very vividly, I had a London fog jacket. on. I said, sir, if you reach in that pocket and see my homework, you'll see it has my name on it. My name is Jordan Mendoza. And man, that guy reached in there. It was like slow motion. He was reaching in. He grabbed this piece of paper out. Uh, he saw my name, Jordan Mendoza, and, and he looked like he saw a ghost because he knew he had just screwed up. And to give you guys context, he actually was looking for a Hispanic runaway. So I was not only a victim of police brutality, but I was a victim of racial profiling and I was a victim of a lot of different things because for one, you heard the story prior. My dad's from the Philippines. I'm not Hispanic. My mom was Irish, you know, white Irish lady with uh, also Native American. So they not only got the wrong kid, but they got the wrong race. And so what I learned from the story is that people, no matter what role they're in, uh, people do make mistakes. 
even people that are in power. And, you know, and, and, and just to keep long story short, there was some psycho psychologists I had to see. I, I had to go and to talk to the courts. But ultimately, I just wanted these guys to lose their job. I knew what they did was wrong. And I really wanted to, to move on with my life. And I feel like that empathy that I had at 12, a lot of that came from watching my mom go through the things that she went through. And so I had very, very strong empathy to know that Although they made the mistake and they needed to lose their job, I didn't want to escalate that, you know, into further ju judicial procedure procedures or anything like that. But man, that what an impactful moment for me. And, you know, these are things you guys are still seeing in 2022. And it's something truly that when it comes to diversity and inclusion, we really have to be truly thinking about what we're saying, what we're doing uh, even today. So true. So true. Yeah. It, yeah. We, we, uh, you know, certainly there, you know, everyone goes through their own sense of, of discrimination. And, you know, I mean, I, I certainly don't have the, you know, the background of being Latino or African-American, but, you know, we all have our, our, our things, right? I mean, I was short, you know, I was awkward, you know, and so we all have our stuff, right? And again, I'm not minimizing what you went through, which, which was, which was horrific. Um, but, and I couldn't, I couldn't even relate, but we all have our share of stuff, but but I love yeah. the fact that again, you you took that opportunity and made something good out of it, and you know continued yeah. to find the good and 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 bring it forward. For yeah, hundred percent. Sure. So, who's ready for number three? You got you guys you guys enjoying this so far? Hopefully, you've gotten a little bit of value out of some lessons that I've and experiences that I've gone through. So, type number three down in the chat. Let's get interactive, folks. Like we're coming out of a pandemic, guys. Let's get excited. Uh, everything is on the up and up. So, story number three, Susan. I see you. Thank you so much for that uh, number three. Let's go ahead and get into it. So, we're gonna fast forward seven years. I, I was actually 19 years old. And by this time I'd been, been out of high school. I had uh, gotten a sales job that uh, had me traveling to different States. And we got this really cool opportunity to be able to go open an office. I was in California at the time and we were going to go open an office in New Jersey. Uh, and this was April of, of uh, 2000. Okay. So we are on this, this journey. And as you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 year olds would do, we took the scenic route. So we drove from California. We drove down to Arizona. We went to Vegas. We went up to Utah, Nevada. We really were kind of zigzagging until we eventually got onto I-80. And for any of you that are watching this, I'm not sure if you've been on I-80. It's one of the most desolate freeways in the country. There's a lot of traffic fatalities, I think, daily that occur there because there's not a lot to look at. And so we were in a caravan full of cars. Uh, I was in a Chevy King Cab truck. It was probably about four in the morning. Uh, I had fallen asleep and I had actually woken up my buddy, Jeremy, that was driving. He actually fell asleep at the wheel. And so when I woke up, the truck was actually sliding at north of 70 miles an hour, barreling down the freeway until we eventually started to flip. And I remember yelling, holy, you know, three times. And then we actually landed. And when that truck landed, uh, I looked in the front seat and my buddy Jeremy was no longer in the vehicle. He actually got ejected and landed about 25 yards onto the freeway. So as you can imagine, this was a crazy situation. I actually got out of the truck. The two other passengers got out. We're all searching for our friend. And then after a couple minutes, I, I smell a very strong iron smell. And when I reached down to my right leg, uh, my hand went in about a fist deep. I had a cut on my right leg 
I had a 12 inch cut about a fist deep on my left leg. I had an eight inch cut. I had to be rushed to a hospital via ambulance. My buddy Jeremy got life flighted to Casper, Wyoming uh, to undergo brain surgery. And when I woke up that next day in the hospital, I'll never forget this. Uh, a buddy of mine, his name is Brandaris, was sitting in front of me. And I've got to rewind a minute because I, I've got to give you guys the context of, of this fight that we had. So we had a fight in Utah on this drive. And me and Brandaris were fighting each other. We were battling about who was going to be in the, in the cool truck. And, man, we almost got in a fist fight, but I actually won. So when I woke up in that hospital and saw my friend looking at me in the face, I looked at him and I said, I'm glad it was me. Because I thought in that moment, what if he would have been in that truck? I didn't have my seatbelt on and it actually saved my life. But what if he would have? And so I felt... Uh, a sense of gratitude, even though I had just been through a situation where I now had 52 staples and was having to relearn how to walk again, I had gratitude that it was me and not my friend. And man, there are so many other lessons that I learned from that experience. Uh, and one of the biggest ones is that adversity truly gives us strength because they looked at me and said, you may not be able to walk right again. And as a 10-year break dancer, about six at that point, I wasn't going to take that for a dang answer. So I fought hard. I went from, you know, wheelchair to walker to cane to, to crutches and until I made a six month full recovery. That's amazing. And we, and that's crazy. That is insane. So we know, we, we know you're back to it. Yes, we did. hundred <laughs> percent. But listen guys. So my, our saving grace within about two minutes of the crash, there were a couple off-duty EMTs that were at a conference in Colorado that just happened to see this happen. So we definitely had some guardian angels that day. That's amazing. All right, so we're going to keep it going here because we're, we're going to run out of time. So keep it, keep it going, Jordan. All right, perfect. So pivot a moment number four, guys. This actually happened in January of 21. I decided to leave a 15-year corporate career in property management, you know, started in that industry as a leasing professional in 2005, became an assistant manager, became a property manager, managed multiple properties and spent eight years training, developing and coaching associates all around the country. And uh, really my pivotal moment happened in 2017 when I started to teach a six month leadership program and started to realize the gifts that, that I had been given, which is the ability to coach and train and teach people to become better versions of themselves. And at that moment, I realized I can't be in this corporate environment anymore. I need to go and blaze my own trail so I can go help people blaze theirs. Excellent. It's amazing. Great right, so stuff. We Great story. This. We got to get into this. How do people grow their personal brand? So let's get it. Let's, yes. let's, let's, let's get this done here. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do rapid fire too, guys. We'll get this done quick. Yeah, no, I love this. I love our audiences tuning in. They, you got them trained, Jordan, because we didn't even tell them to type in number four in the chat and they were doing it. I love it. All right. So what do you want them to type now? All right. So if, if you guys are ready for some tips that are going to help elevate you go ahead and type the word elevate so i want to see that word elevate in the comments if you want to elevate on linkedin if you want to elevate on social media in general i'm going to give you guys some surefire tips that are going to help you so let's go ahead and get elevate down 
awesome camera and I see you. So here, here's where we're going to start, folks. So let's let's talk LinkedIn, right? We're on LinkedIn. This is a, a sandbox that I've been playing in, you know, heavily since 2019. But we all have had these accounts, right? We used to use it as the job platform. And now it's become this social media and, and really business powerhouse. So uh, you guys ready for these tips? I'm going to give you five tips. OK, so the first tip is you have got to take a look at your headline image, right? Your headline image. That is that billboard that you guys have. I don't know if you guys realize that billboards are tens of thousands of dollars and LinkedIn gives you one for free. So I would take a look at that billboard and I appreciate you sharing that screen. You guys can take a look at my billboard and I would think about what do I want people to know about me? Okay. So I, mine says I help entrepreneurs blaze their own trail. So I want to really build a little curiosity there and have you dive deeper into my profile. Okay, but getting it branded, getting your image in there, having call to actions, those are things that are going to help elevate your profile today. Okay, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about is that headline text. So that is the text that you guys see on the screen. Mine says, I teach service providers how to build authority and monetize social media. So my advice to everyone is figure out what your service perspective is and have that on there first. Once you've got that on there, you want to definitely add in some keywords that you want to be found for in the algorithm, as well as a clear call to action on what you want people to do next. My call to action is uh, follow me for daily positive content. All the content I'm putting out uh, is positive. All right. So that's tip number two. The next thing you want to take a look at, folks, is you want to take a look at your profile picture. Uh, does that picture that you guys are seeing look like me? It does. It should. It shouldn't be you from high school. It shouldn't be your cap and gown picture. Uh, if you now wear you know, T-shirts like I do because I'm working from home and you don't wear suits, make sure that you actually are dressed how you would dress today because you want that to be a clear representation of who you are. All right. And now, folks, if you can scroll down, Cameron, uh, let's go to that about summary, because that's really the next area that you need to tackle, folks. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of people are making mistakes on is that about summary looks like a resume versus a storytelling page where you can give a lot deeper context into who you are and what you do. So if you look at my about summary, it starts off with a heavy hook. Growing up with a mom that had one lung taught me a lot about what real adversity was. And there's a reason for that because I want you to read that and say, wow, I want to learn more about Jordan or I want to learn more about Cameron. All right. So definitely take a look at your about summary. And if it reads like a resume, you should definitely scrap that and actually get a word document open and make it more of a storytelling piece. Yeah. And remember, to, yep, go ahead. Yeah. I wanted to say in particular about this, I had, and, and we were sitting in the session with Jordan and, and you know, he was basically like, this is boring <laughs> for what I had in my about section. And I changed, <laughs> it. I changed it. Uh, I put in. Hopefully, a, I was a little nicer than that, though. Was I a little I nicer? Don't think, I don't Much think it was nicer than that. I think it was basically that. And I appreciated that. And I think, you know, you can't, you know, one of those big, big things that you have to do in terms of bringing people around you is you got to have people that are going to tell it like it is. I know Steve has appreciated some of my blunt uh, trauma uh, inducing words uh, from time to time, but you got to build that. You got to have people that are going to speak the truth to you. And I changed it. And for the first time ever, People were talking to me about reading 
the about section. They actually were paying attention. There was something worth reading there. So building that hook in is one of the things I think that you can best do, not only for your LinkedIn page, but just even just thinking about how you tell your story, what story you're going to tell about yourself. It's, it's building your LinkedIn profile, but it's also changing the way you narrate who you are, which I think is a big, 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 big deal. Uh, yeah, I just want to chime in and say, you know, I, I had some of those things already that he talked about that you talked about, uh, Jordan. And, you know, like I had a story already. So that's great. I had a decent picture and I had a, you know, I'm using the the video that you could do on the in the profile picture. But when I changed the header, because I, I had some things, I, I was trying to be a little bit, I was basically winging it. When you gave me some mentorship on that, that changed the game a lot for me as well, because I started having the right people connect with me, the right people want to get on a call with me. And it was it was a game changer. So we appreciate it. It's very clear that you got this thing dialed in. And, and so viewers that are watching, if you haven't connected with Jordan, make sure you connect with Jordan. Uh, we've got if you go to masterconnector.show, there's actually an affiliate link where you can if you want to look to potentially have Jordan business with him make sure to go to that masterconnector.show there's the affiliate link you can go and click on it and, and uh i know he's given a special uh, program discount to any of the viewers loyal viewers of our community so you should definitely go ahead and that's not why we have having him on it's not about you know promoting his business he's just really good and and we found really good value i mean like 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 cameron said i'm i was always pretty good i wouldn't call myself a powerhouse he did but I was pretty good. But but work with you, Jordan. It has taken things to another level. So we we appreciate you, sir, very much. No, so listen, and I appreciate you guys because you know here's the thing. I've I've talked to a lot of people. I've coached people some some for free back in the day, and and people that have paid me. And not everybody takes action like you guys do. And so, folks, if you're out there, whether you work with me or Steve or Cameron or anybody. The biggest thing is that you have to take action. You have to be committed because if you're not invested in you, other people aren't going to be invested in you. So hopefully that, that resonates with somebody. But if I can help in any way, like Steve said, anyone that sees this broadcast today, if you just message, connect with me, send me a request, send me a DM on LinkedIn with the word blaze. Uh, and, and I'm going to give you guys a special discount for this community. I love that. And, and along those lines, because I want, I want to get all of our nuggets in here, we're at 129. So we're going to squeeze the last little bit in here. Um, if you guys want more from Jordan, type more into the chat, more. All right. Uh, how to create systems for your business in order to scale. We talked a little bit about, you know, building the personal brand. I know we could talk a lot more about it, but talk to us a little bit about how to create systems for your business in order to scale. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one of the things that I realized, you know, early on that I was lacking. I was I was, you know, I was that guy logging into Calendly. I was that guy logging into MailChimp and logging into Kajabi. I had to log into all these places and that was frustrating. So I had to kind of go back to the drawing board for my own business. And and I, I partnered with a friend of mine and and man, collaboration is everything. Right. If, if you're watching this and you're a competitive person, change that word competitive and, and change it to collaboration and watch what happens in your life. So I collaborated with a buddy. I created an offer and, and now we've got a program called spark that's helping business owners around the globe, get their systems and processes dialed in so that you're actually getting the most out of your leads. But more importantly, you're able to continuously build relationships with your audience, which is as you guys know, as master connectors is the most vital thing. 
Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I appreciate so much about you, Jordan, is that you do what you preach, right? There's a lot of people out there that have great theory, but they're not doing what they're speaking about. You do it, right? I mean, even what you did with us on the show here today, you took our show to another level with the engagement of what you just, and so we learned. We're constantly learning around you, sir. So it's been great. You know, I mean, even just, you know, hey, hit number one, hit number two. I mean, that that was great. And, you know, we can incorporate some of that. So just been a, it's been a blast. Really, really good. I know we're at the at the 130 mark and, um, you know, we we are we are very appreciative of our viewers. Thank you, uh, Jordan, for being here. Um, I did pleasure. a post recently as uh, just today, actually. And what I did just just in case, you probably figured it out, Jordan. I took my about section and I actually made a post about it. Uh, which is my story. So I figured, yeah, let, let's, let's showcase that. So, yeah. but uh, yeah. And you know, there's so many great nuggets. So we just appreciate it. Viewers, make sure you connect with Jordan. Make sure you, if you haven't connected with Cameron, go to BizDev Live. He's got a great page. He's got also Toth Event Staffing. Go check him out as well. Uh, definitely make sure to, to follow us. Ring our bell, right? Go to the homepage. It's another trick we learned from Jordan. Ring the bell, which means every time uh, our content comes out, you'll get notified. So, but we appreciate you guys. Uh, Cameron, any final words you want to say, sir? No, I, I think we're ready to crush it. Uh, respecting everybody's time. I've got one yeah. last thing I'd love to share just, just to and give some have, value. We have a lot of people, Jordan. A lot yep. of people in here. When we when we said more, we got Will Sullivan, Michelle, Yolanda, Rona, Susan, right? Everybody asking for more. So we appreciate you. Go ahead, Jordan. Absolutely. Yeah. So I just want to leave you guys with some parting words. And, and it's actually a quote that I wrote in my bathroom. And I remember I was with my wife and you know we were just having a conversation. I had my iPhone out and my notepad. And uh, I'm always looking at the brighter side of things, if you guys couldn't tell. But I wrote this quote in 2019. I didn't know how much it was going to impact me in 2020. Uh, it's still held true in 21. And I hope it adds value to you today in 2022. So if you've got a notepad, if you've got a phone, take this down or else you can just type hashtag uh, team replay. If you're watching this on the replay, we'd love to know that as well. But here's the quote. The struggle might be real, but the good news is that every struggle has a free gift called a lesson. So hopefully that adds value to you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Let's do it, Steve. I love that. That was, awesome. that was awesome. All right. So we're going to we're going to count down and crush it. So, Jordan, you probably know what we're doing here. We're counting down and we're all going to shout out, crush it. And hopefully viewers, you're doing it with us. Ready? Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Crush, crush it. it. <laughs> hey, listen, everybody, we have an amazing show for you next week. We want you to tune in. Uh, we're really looking forward to it every Wednesday at one p.m. Tune in. Make sure if you have not already connected with Jordan that you are doing so. The comments are keeping coming in. If you're watching the replay, make sure you're putting in hashtag replay. Thank you, everybody, for all your comments today. We will see you next week, and you know what to do. Go next week is Russ, crush Russ Hedges. Live your life you choose. That's what next we're doing Next week, Russ Hedges. Here we go. We'll play him out. Uh, George, stay on for a second. We'll talk to you. Steve Spiro, you're a mentor, you're a consultant, you're a business owner, but most importantly, you're a host of your own show and you're also a master connector. Steve Spiro is one of my idols and I love listening to everything that he does. He's such a dynamic individual. Some of the topics I really enjoy speaking on is how to really connect 
you know, whether it be in person or through social media. I love to lead with my weaknesses. I lead with, you know, my vulnerabilities. It's fine because I'm okay with who I am. Number two is how to go from being inward focused, self-focused into others focused. Be willing to give and, and go out there and, and, and look to serve. That will attract the right things. Another one is on leveraging LinkedIn to really grow your business. You can reach a lot more people. You can broadcast a message to people that actually consented to want to know you. And then lastly, overcoming big obstacles. I love sharing. I was a shy, jabroni kid, picked on, bullied, learning disabled, dyslexic, really in a dark place. I was really in a box in the shell and I've been able to break out of that box. And, and so I love being able to inspire people and really help them. So the Master Connector was born. The world is my networking event. Right? I meet people all the time. My goal is to meet three strangers every single day. Steve is open to meeting you. You should set up a face-to-face -face with Steve. One little conversation can really change your life.